Hello friends, before we get started, why don't I uh, read a brand new fresh 5 star review of uh, This Week in Zoltan on iTunes, huh? I'm already doing it. This was posted last Tuesday uh, by Flow42587, 5 stars, awesome, awesome podcast, keep it going, okay, I will, love your comedy, thank you so much. It's some kind of river rat, referencing a joke off of my album Uncle McFat Fat, which is available everywhere, Spotify, Pandora... YouTube. I think it's on everything. Go watch it. Um, what else? Oh, uh, I'm going to keep plugging this. We keep getting more and more people signed up. I want you to subscribe to my YouTube page at Zoltan Cassis. Hit subscribe, but really I want you to look into the membership program. It's kind of like Patreon. There's three different tiers. All three tiers have different perks. The first tier is only a buck ninety-nine. Second tier is four ninety-nine, and the last tier is nine ninety-nine. Most people are actually signing up for the nine ninety-nine one, which is I'm blown away by. Thank you for your support. And if you can't support monetarily, that's totally cool. Just subscribe to uh, the page and watch my videos. That helps. That's how I'm preparing for this to be our in in. Uh, What's the word? That's a too big of a word for me. I'm preparing for this to be our future. Boy, that sounded sad. <laughs> Alright, we're getting out of it with positivity. Modern Mail, still on YouTube. I'm going to throw another special up from a few years ago. But other than that, you know it, I know it. Let's say it together. Hit the music. This week in And action. Oh, we did it. We're recording. I'm sitting here. It's This Week in Zoltan. It's episode 290. And it feels like episode 5054 as we are in day who knows what of uh, of the quarantine, of the lockdown, of the pandemic, of the... I, I want someone to go on television and go, this is just your new life now. I used to want them to lie to me and go, just tell me it's over in a week, even though you're saying it's two years. Now I want the other end. I just want brutal, cold-hearted honesty and just go, hey, this is your life now. You are now a YouTube comedian. You box in your front yard and you get groceries while wearing a mask. That's your new, that's you. Amazon is your pipeline to supplies and you better keep those relationships going, buddy, because you're not meeting any new people ever, ever, ever again. Positivity. I wanted to be positive on this show, but I'll be honest with you, out of all the weeks of the quarantine, for me, this has been, uh, this has been the toughest one. This is like, you know, my personal life not going too hot as of like Friday, and then now I'm just... I was, uh, like, I already hated this thing. I miss stand-up, and I don't have boxing. I know I say the same things in every episode, but because there's nothing new to talk about. Normally, in these things, I would be talking about, hey, I flew in from Cleveland. Boy, those people are interesting. This happened at a coffee shop. Their donuts are hooked to the left. I don't even know what that means, but I don't have that anymore. Every day is the same, and I just wish I could sleep longer. That's all I want. Every time I wake up, I'm like, oh, could you be more tired just to get the days going a little better? Like, I would love to go to sleep around 10 and wake up at noon. What's that, a solid 14 hours? If I could somehow sleep for 14 hours, I think I could get through this lockdown a lot better. Because being unconscious 
is we never talk about the luckiest people during this pandemic it's whoever accidentally got into a coma like in the middle of march whoever was like blessed enough to have some sort of coma type injury i hope they're okay and i hope they come out of it you know all their vitals are good they got all the machines pumping they got the iron lung going i think that's the motion for iron lung they got the ivs they're giving them jello intravenously because that's what you give people at a hospital but how lucky are those people and if they just wake up when we're back to normal, like hopefully not in two years, whenever it happens, whenever normal happens, or whatever the new normal is, or whatever version of what it used to be becomes present again, if they just awaken, and they're like, what happened? And their family's like, dude, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. There was a virus, no one was allowed to go outside, and killer hornets showed up. There was a dude who wore a Ku Klux Klan mask to the grocery store as as a as a face cover. Um, sometimes people talked about the possibility of injecting bleach. People protested the virus. Craziness. Everyone was baking bread and muffins, and their alcohol intake went through the roof. They started hating their kids. They got divorced, and now they're reconciling because now they're allowed to go outside. And interact with other people. And that person would be like, wow, I missed all of that. And you'd be like, yep, you missed all of that. And you're like, that's the best car accident I could have ever gotten into. Or best skateboard I could have slipped on and bumped my head. Oh, would I, I could really go for a coma. Just a good solid two-year coma. You know? That movie Click with the with the remote, ooh, just to fast forward and get to the end of this. I don't like, it's, it's hard, it's hard. I did a, you know, I tried. I tr I've been trying. I, I still haven't done a virtual stand-up show. Because I know it's going to suck, so I haven't done it. But I did do my first uh, virtual cat convention. Because I've done two cat conventions. And so the guy, my buddy Brandon, who puts these together, he's like, I'm going to set up a virtual cat con. Well, I would love for you to be a part of it. And I'm like, okay, I'll be on it, but I don't want it. Don't call it stand-up because it's not going to be stand-up. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. And this isn't stand-up, and I don't want to pretend to, like, tell my jokes in front of a not live faces. So I go, hey... Tell them it's like a meet-and-greet video style with me and Jessica, the cat, who's right behind me right now. I know everyone asks, like, hey, when's Jessica going to be on camera? She's back here sleeping. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she's so mad that I did that. But if anyone's like, why would you do that to her? She was comfortably resting. You should see what she does to me at 5 in the morning. You'd be like, oh, that's totally fair. You... Made her look into the camera at 2 in the afternoon. She did what to you at 5 in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but I did a virtual cat convention. Um, and it didn't disappoint. I actually had a really good time. I spent an hour. I unmuted all the microphones. on the. If you don't know how Zoom works, you can mute people so they have to listen to you. Uh, but I wasn't going to do stand-up, so I, I just, it was just me and Jessica, and I unmuted all of them, and I had conversations with people from all over the world, and their cats, and their lives. There was a lady I talked to 
who was not only a former stripper, a former rugby player, a former roller derby person, was also an EMT. I don't think she had a, she's never had a boring occupation, like in her entire life. That was like the most inter- interesting crowd work I've ever done, was just talking about this woman's job history. She was just reading her resume. And I told her, if like I ever end up at a job interview with you, I'm leaving. I'm just getting up and leaving. I'm like, oh, you're applying for this job? Well, see you later. Either that or I got to go first because I can't follow your stories. You know, I was trying to like bring up drinking stories or this happened or that happened. And then she's like, oh, I got something about that. I'm like, all right, you go first. And her story killed it so hard. I didn't even bring up my story. I was like, okay, you've, you ever meet people like that? You ever meet like a person that's lived such a life that you look in the mirror and you're like, have I lived? You've been where? You've been to Bali? You you rode jet skis in uh, uh in Antarctica? What? You have an uncle that's a senator? I don't know why that one's important. But it's you meet some people with these eclectic lives and you're like, I don't think I've ever lived. I don't know if my heart's beating compared to what you just said. From people out there. But we're trying to stay positive. Even though the world's on fire. The virtual cat con did make me feel good. Um, I was on the the news said everyone's moving. Everyone's moving around. They're not taking the virus seriously enough. And I thought I was alone. Because this weekend they said it started May 1st. I think May 1st was in everyone's head going, Alright, I just paid my rent again without an income. I gotta go at least hang out with some friends. We're not gonna do it in a big group, but I'm gonna go to their house. And I did that. I went and visited my friend and his wife, checked out their new house. It's a big house. We stayed well apart than six feet. Uh, it was just the three of us. I think that was safe. And then the next day I visited my mom. I didn't hug her, didn't get within arm's distance of her. Um, and then I've made a million phone calls. Just trying to stay in touch with people is so important. There's like little tips you can do. Like I, I, every, once, every few days I put on jeans. That it just psychologically that helps. Put on jeans and maybe a shirt with buttons, just to make yourself feel relevant. You know, it's like we're all old muscle cars in the garage. Every once in a while, if you're a responsible owner, you know you have to go out into that garage and rev that engine just so the the gasoline flows through, the intake manifold and the carburetor and the oils pumping through. And blah, 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 the exhaust system, the, the rubber gaskets get a little piece of use so they don't wear and fall off. That's what we need to do with ourselves. We need to treat ourselves like old muscle cars. Like, we can't just leave it. The worst thing you can do to cars is let them sit. You got to use them. You got to turn them on, let the fluid cycle, and have it feel alive. That's what we need to do. Every once in a while, I, you need to not wear workout clothes. I love that I'm saying that while wearing workout clothes. I'm wearing brand new workout shirt, like shorts, and an old SpaceX workout t-shirt. Thank you, Julian. But every once in a while, put on some denim. Put on some denim. If you're really feeling it, put on a shirt with buttons and a tie. Yeah, denim with a tie, like a real Canadian, or whatever part of the world does that. But just, uh, that's your version, turning it on. Just something. I've been going for so many walks, I just feel like I'm in the world's biggest prison. I know I'm sounding like a big baby right now. 
I live in beautiful San Diego. Yeah, I live in a studio, but I have a door. I can leave. I leave it constantly. And then I go on these long walks around the neighborhood, but it just feels like I'm leaving my jail cell to walk the yard like a prisoner. And there might be prisoners watching this going, dude, you have no idea what prison actually feels like. And I don't. I just know if I went in, I wouldn't survive on multiple levels. Even if no one was trying to kill me, I still wouldn't survive. Just the regimented, you can't do list of things. Hmm. I'm trying, man. Working out, I posted a workout video. Ugh. I'm thinking about getting a therapist. (laughs) This is, my buddy Dustin and I have been talking about it. This is the time for all of us to be experimental and try new things. I got on TikTok, I posted workout videos, I'm thinking about getting a therapist that I can Zoom with, and who knows, maybe for however much a therapist costs, maybe I'll mute their microphone and they just have to listen to my stand-up. Maybe that's who I'll do it for. I feel weird doing stand-up virtually for someone paying to see me, or for... Or for them coming for free. But if I'm paying to talk to somebody, you're going to listen to everything I have to say. Setups, punchlines, premises with with no ending. Just one line. Like some line I wrote one down. Optimistic just ha- optimistic people just haven't lived long enough. There's, there's a premise. And they're like, alright, well, where are you going with that? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I just know that I'm being like everybody else right now. We're trying to force ourselves to be optimistic. And it doesn't come naturally once you become an adult. Like I think once you pass the age of seven, you're no longer naturally optimistic. Like there's optimistic adults out there, but they're forcing it. Like they're actively trying to be optimistic instead of naturally being optimistic. Does that make sense? Like I think as a child, you stop being optimistic about life once you're around six, seven, eight, like that range. Whenever you find out Santa Claus isn't real. When you find out Santa isn't real, that's the first real blow to a child's psyche of like, oh, the world isn't all buttons and rainbows. And then you get a little older, Easter Bunny's not real, the Tooth Fairy was just my mom giving me a kiss at night and sticking a buck under my pillow to pick up a molar you just slowly start finding out. Then you get a little older. Then you get, you know, up into your high school age. You start playing sports and you realize some people are better so they get to start. You got to sit on the bench or you're not even good enough to be on the team. And then you get a, you get a love life and then you start dating and then people break your heart and you break other people's heart and you're like, this is horrible. And then after a while you start dating people and just going... Well, this is going to end eventually, but let's enjoy it until it comes. And that's about as optimistic as you can be as an adult. Is just this idea of like, listen, I've been around long enough to know this is going to burst into flames. But until it does, let's smile for a while. Isn't that, that's about as optimistic as a human being can be. Whether it's a new relationship, or a new job, or a new career path, or a new car. You're like, well, this one won't break down for a while. Let's enjoy the Bluetooth system so I can play the Spotify through the speakers. What's that? A working air conditioner? Holy guacamole. You can tell that's from a poor person's point of view. If you're rich, you're like, this car drives itself? Elon Musk gives me like virtual high fives through the dashboard? This is great. That's for the richer people. 
But in the back of our heads, we know this car is eventually going to be crappy like my old car. And those high fives from uh, from Elon Musk are going to start being glitchy as they come out with new versions of the Tesla. And you have the slightly older version of the Tesla. And it's like having an iPhone three years past the time it was new where apps slowly just stop working. We know. We're, adults were too aware of patterns. And we're aware that when something good starts, we know it's going to burst into flames. And the most optimistic we can be about it is like, well, let's smile till it does. And the, it's depressing. I honestly feel like anytime I talk to someone that, that feels genuinely optimistic, I'm like, well, you haven't lived then. You haven't lived a life then. You're really staying away from a lot to not know that more than likely whatever you're stoked about will turn into a volcano and you guys, you're going to end up being like those families and what was that? The Italian volcano? Mount Pompeo? No, that's a politician. Pompeii. Yeah? Where like the, the ash came down so fast that like people were running and they like froze in the ash and like they have museums of that. It's not Pompeo. Pompeii. I think that's what it is. Anyway, that's what all the good stuff in your life will turn into. Boy, that's not positive. We're like 19 weeks into this thing. I don't know how far we've been into the quarantine. That's as positive as I can be. Is whatever new thing you're getting into, whether it's a relationship or a brand new Hummer or a speedboat, whatever it is, it will burst into flames eventually. So just smile until then, because it is going away. I'm still going to count that as being positive. I honestly am. I'm going to count that as being positive. <laughs> um, what else did I have here? Yeah, we got... I don't know. There's a bunch of just... Weird news. Like, I'm trying not to watch the news, but it's the only thing that's live. There's no sports. All the sports are... like I, How many times can I watch the NBA Finals from 1993? Of course Charles Barkley was going to lose. Look at his face. Look at his face. He has resting, I just lost face before he even lost. And that's why I like Charles Barkley. That's why I find him entertaining because he has like kind of like this, he's like a comedian who just comes out and he's like, oh, woe is me, but he does it in a comedic way. That's his whole vibe. He's got the mustache. He's never lost the mustache. He always does the mustache, whether they come into style, whether they go out of style, whether it's a certain month in the year, whether it's just the entire time he's always got the mustache and just this resting, I just lost a hand at poker face. And I appreciate that about him. But how many times can I watch him lose against the Bulls? How many times can I watch a World Series from five years ago? How many times can I watch a sporting event when people were allowed outside until I go, I have to watch something current. So you put on the news. And then you put on the news, and then you're like, good God, is that really happening outside? That makes you not want to go for your walk. So many things. They had a protest in, in Michigan where a bunch of people uh, grabbed a bunch of guns, and they protested the, the, uh, the Capitol building over in Michigan. And... I'm, I think to me that was the best example of white privilege. And uh, if in case you're not watching on the camera, I'm white. And I remember when I first heard the term white privilege, I did what a lot of the whites did, 
where I went, uh, well, not me, you get half offended, right? You're like, I, what privilege me? I grew up poor in a single white mobile home and with a single mom and, and uh, I had to wear used clothes and blah, 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 and Christmas sucked. And what are you talking about? What privilege? And then slowly you start not looking past how it initially offended you and you look into what they're actually saying. You're like, oh, I get it. But I don't know if I found a better example of that than this Michigan protest. Like it was, like if it was any other race than white showing up to a government building in a mob with guns, you they wouldn't have made it past the parking lot. They would have called like the SWAT team, and it would have been a horribly terrifying scene. But I guess if you come in and and, and you're white and you got a big gun, people are just like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's cool, or you yeah yeah. Yeah. Even like a blind person would be like, mm, I smell the sunscreen on this white guy. He's allowed to have this gun. He's allowed to be in this situation. It's mind-blowing. It's, uh... It's like I said last week, I hope all those people are right. I just I just don't think you are. I just... It's part of me that it's making me think. I don't know. I don't know. Alex Jones threatened to eat his neighbor. I saw that. Well, he didn't threaten. There's a clip on Alex Jones. By the way, has there ever been a clip of Alex Jones, uh, you know, sounding like a sane person? I mean, I understand why a clip like that wouldn't go viral. Because if he just came out and went, I paid my taxes early this year, that's not going to go viral, you know? Or he's like, I add an extra scoop of butter in my mac and cheese so it comes out a little creamier. Like that, okay. Like that's not going to go viral. I get that. It has to be the statements where he comes out and he goes, I shave my cat twice a year because satellite signals are bouncing off his hair follicles and uh, it's giving my kids cancer in the brain. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's getting a million views. That was his latest clip. He came out and he said, Depending on how this goes, if this thing goes the way I think it is, I think I'm gonna, uh, I'll eat my neighbors. That's what he said. He goes, my kids aren't going hungry. I'm going to eat my neighbors. Also, I don't know what kind of kids he has, but when I was a kid, I was a picky eater. All right? Like, I, I, w I went through, like, a seven-year stretch where I didn't eat peas. You think you're going to bring in Phil from next door, and because you sauteed him with a little olive oil, I'm going to be like, let me give this a try, Dad. My palate, by the way, my palate now isn't ready for cannibalism, but it definitely wasn't ready when I was seven or eight. I wasn't. I didn't, when I was seven or eight, I didn't like sushi. I didn't like, uh, I only liked hamburgers and hot dogs and mac and cheese. I didn't even like other cooked meats. You could have you given me like a filet mignon, and I'd be like, mm, do you have chicken nuggets? That's how a kid's palate works. Alex Jones, if this thing does go down that route, Alex Jones is going to kill his neighbor for a bad reason. Like, he's going to be able to eat, but his kids are going to be like, yuck, Dad. Ugh. We don't have anything in the freezer? Ugh. Why'd you eat all the Hot Pockets? I also don't have the survival instinct. I realize that about me. If anything remotely close to what Alex Jones is talking about happens, I know I don't have it in me. Like the fight or flight, definitely flight. 
and I'll just keep running till Alex Jones harpoons me in the butt, and then I'm on his kitchen table, and I'm just like, wow, this is happening. And his kids are over there complaining, we don't want to eat him, Dad! And I'm like, I told you. It's just going to be you eating me, and by the looks of you, I'm not the first human you've eaten. He has... Alex Jones has the voice and the jowls of someone that's definitely eaten human flesh before. Just that, well, I'm definitely eating my neighbors. It's like, the as soon as he said it, I'm like, you're saying that, but you didn't just think of that. You've done that. There's like missing people posters in Alex Jones' neighborhood over the last two decades. And he's just been like, I'm down to do it. I already know which seasoning I like. That's not even a good impression. He doesn't even have a southern accent. I'm not an impressions guy. But you know what I mean. That deep, guttural... His voice just sounds like an outboard motor trying to start in a lake. But there's no gasoline in it. It's just a bunch of whiskey and cigars. And you're trying to start it. And it's just... It's like Alex Jones has that kind of voice. And just to hear that kind of outboard motor filled with whiskey and cigars voice going, I'll eat my neighbors. And you're like, I think you already have. I think you're telling us something that you've already done. You know, like when someone tries to feel out the room, like, hey, has anyone tried, um, has anyone done Pilates? I was thinking about trying Pilates. And then someone goes, Pilates is lame. And you're like, yeah, yeah, never mind. It was just, it popped up on an ad. That person's already done a week's worth of Pilates, all right? Their free week is about to expire, and they were trying to bounce it off their friends whether or not they should sign up for the monthly. But they just got shot down, so they're like, all right, I'm going to still sign up, but I'm not going to tell anyone I'm going. Alex Jones, eating your neighbors. Um, also, killer hornets. As if the pandemic wasn't enough, what about some? we throw some killer hornets? On the thing. I already know about these Japanese hornets because I watch a lot of National Geographic. If you watch enough National Geographic, like, you already know which animals are the poisonous. Poisonous? This is, like, which animals are the most terrifying? Australia is, is, a, is a country and a continent. A lot of people don't know that, but, you know, public school. Uh, it's a continent with the most deadly animals. Like, to the point where it's surprising anyone, any humans are alive there. It's surprising. Like, everybody that lives in Australia must be Crocodile Dundee with, like, a hat with, like, teeth around the rim of the hat with a big buck knife. And you're like, where are you going? You're like, oh, I'm going to golf. But, you know, just in case some crocodile comes up on me, I'm going to gut him and make my wife a new dress. And you're like, okay. Okay. And everyone not capable of that has been eaten by the crocodiles. But the uh, I already knew about these Japanese hornets. That's that's what I was trying to get to. I watched them, and they can they're huge. They're like two inches. They're like that big, and they can devour. They hate honeybees. Like they devour honeybees, and they cut them in half with their with their pinchers, their mouth pinchers, their teeth, if you will, if you will, their beaks, their fronts. They got little forklift faces, and they smush them. And they cut them in half, and then they take, like, the bottom half of their body to go feed their babies. I mean, these are like the, like the Vikings of the insect community. They just come in and burn and pillage a neighborhood, and then they just go, yeah, yeah, you guys are done. There's no conversation. There's no diplomacy. You can't figure out a, a trade system. Like, hey, maybe we can share this meadow uh, twice a week, and then... 
and then it will be your turn for two weeks, and it'll be my t- our turn for t- no, no, no. They're, you're already in half. Going, I think they said no. I think that was their pass. Is the fact that we're all cut in half right now. They're giant. I'm scared of bees anyway, because I don't even know if I'm allergic. I've never been stung, and I'm sure there's a test, but who's going to get it? I don't think this is the time to go be tested if you're allergic to bee bites, bee stings. You know, when everyone's out there trying to ditch the Rona. That'd be funny, though, if you drove up to one of those testing ones. You're like, oh, are you here to take the antibody test for the COVID-19? You're like, no, 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 I was, um, I'm, I'm almost 33, and I was just, I've, I've ne- I don't know if I'm allergic to bees. Just wondering if, was, do you have that test? I mean, I'll also get the antibody test, but I mean, since I'm here already, I was wondering if maybe test me if bee stings will make me itch or swell. That'd be great. I don't know. Now, these killer hornets, they're in Seattle, but they fly. They got wings. You know, give them time. They'll be down here in San Diego, and then I can't even go outside. And we'll just be inside. We'll be inside, terrified of the virus and hornets. Killer hornets. Do you have to call them killer? Has there, has there ever been docile hornets? Has anyone, have you ever heard that in a phrase? You're like, oh man, is that a hornet? Is that a hive of hornets? And people are like, are they killer? No, they're friendly. Let's go pet them. Hornets suck all the time. They suck whether they're Japanese giant ones or regular hornets or the, anything with flying and a thing out of the butt. Anything that fights you but first is the killer all right human animal insect anything that's coming at you with the butt whether it's a scorpion coming with the thing or a rattlesnake shaking its butt and then you're like why am i looking at its butt and then it snaps you with its face anything that comes at your butt first you stay away from that's a killer They're not coming to jab you with an ass cheek. They're coming to knock you out with both rectal muscles. Killer hornets, man. You want me to survive that? Good luck eating your neighbor, Alex Jones. You might not have to kill him. Let the hornets take care of him and you come in for the car. Ugh. Um. What else do I have here? Oh, I, I hung out with my mom. (laughs) <laughs> I did that to cheer myself up because I had a really awful weekend. I went out and hung out with my mother from a safe distance, six feet away, my tiny Hungarian mother. We watched 90 Day Fiance together, which is my favorite show now. Um, get on 90 Day Fiance. I already have a video up about 90 Day Fiance. Get in on that. But I love it. My mom looks at stuff in a way I never realized. Like, there's this one guy on 90 Day Fiance. He's a real sad sack. And you're like, well, which one? <laughs> There's one specifically. He's like a sweet, just bummer of a man. And he flew out to the Ukraine, I believe. He's flown out four times to meet this woman that has never met him. And then he finally gets an address, or he like reverse looks up this person's address, and he knocks on the door, and some old fat dude in like a tank top answers, like, what do you want? And he's like, uh, 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 Slavanta, are you here? And they're like, there's no Slavanta or whatever her name is. Uh, and then he just leaves. And they said that he spent over a hundred thousand dollars on this woman, woman, this person. And my mom was like, because the picture of this supposed girl is like this 
gorgeous blonde in her 20s and he's this guy who's like in his 50s maybe 60s just looks looks like a sad man you know a real sad man i bet you he's not optimistic yeah he looks like he lost his optimism at two like he got he learned to walk and his dad's like all right santa's not real and it's time you got a job and he's like what and then he had to just grow up and (laughs) He spent a hundred thousand to go meet this like woman over and over again, cause she doesn't exist, and it's some gorgeous blonde. And my mom was like, "For a hundred thousand, just go get you an old woman and spend the money to fix her up. Hundred thousand on plastic surgery, you get the face, the boobs, the big lips. What is the problem?" My mom is such a practical person. She's like a hundred thousand to. She don't want you. Look at you. You have no reflection in your house. You are not what she wants. Nobody wants you. Maybe someone your age and you spend that money and for the boobs. My mom's very like, this. that's how she describes them. You know, the boobs, the... Right, right there, 100,000, 100,000, 100. You pull the face back so no wrinkle. You squint a little, almost look like she's 25. I love watching. I, I That should be... My mom should open like a Patreon account or a YouTube membership and it should just be watching 90 Day Fiance with a uh, Hungarian woman. Cause she's brutal. Because I was like, man, I feel bad for this guy. And then there's this other woman on there and she got like, I guess catfished. And I'm like, ah, I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. My mom's like, I, I, I don't feel bad. I think they're stupid. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to understand, they're older, they've never dated through the phone before, and they just get scammed. And I'm like, I know, I know, but still, pretty stupid. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I wish 90 Day Fiance came out with like an episode a day. Go watch it with my mom and just watch her like destroy these people with her adorable Hungarian accent. $9.99 a month. (laughs) That privilege. Um, what else did I have written down? I had some stuff about love. I'm getting back into Bukowski. But I don't know. That might be more for next week. I think. I think. Uh, oh, there was a guy. This happened in San Diego. I don't know if this is national news, but it got posted on Facebook. Uh, someone in Santee which is a neighborhood of San Diego that we call Clan T because that's the type of people that live out there. And it's changed. Like, more and more people of different backgrounds and non-Clan affiliations have moved out there since. But uh, it's been posted that this dude showed up to the grocery store and instead of having, like, the mask, he wore a full-on Clan hood just walking around, squeezing the avocados. Did he run that by anybody? How did you leave the house? That's someone that lives alone. Like, there's, you don't even have a roommate. You don't even have a roommate to go, whoa, dude, I'll just go. I got a mask. I'm not willing to give it to you, but don't go out there like that. Why do you want a trend? Why do you want a trend? You're already wearing a camouflage shirt and cargo shorts. They already know how you feel politically and racially. Don't put the, it's just extra. We get it. We get it. What are you doing? Showing up with the clan hood? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't think 
of a reason. You could do this. You could just pull your shirt up over and go, oh, do you guys still have eggs? But you did the full hood with the eyes cut out, the full clan. Just wear the robe at that point. Don't half-ass the costume. It's like when you see a lazy person on Halloween and they're like, I wasn't going to do Halloween, but all they do is like they find like their neighbor's a construction worker and they put on a hard hat and they just show up to the party and they're like, I'm a construction worker. It's like, dude, you're wearing chinos. What construction worker do you know is wearing a hard hat and chinos? You're not the foreman. Get out of here. At least get a clipboard. Jazz it up. Don't wear your dumb hood if you're not going to wear the rest of your dumb outfit. Wear the karate out. What's the rest of their outfit? It's like a robe. Almost looks like a, like a karate gi. Put on the whole karate gi. If you're going to go out there with your dumb clan hood mask. I want to know what he was buying. It would be, for some reason, I would find it very weird if this dude showed up to the grocery store in a full clan hood and was just, like, asking, like, Hey, do you guys have kale? Did, is the, are we out of kale? kale? All right. Turmeric? Where can I find the turmeric? I'm trying to do an Indian dish, and I've heard turmeric's really good for you. Where can I find that? It would be hilarious, because stereotypically, you already know what he's buying. Chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, uh you know, fruits that aren't really fruits. Like, he eats a tomato, but he salts it, you know? Like, there's some healthy food in the cart, but he's going to find a way to make it unhealthy. Like, he'll build a salad and then dump a bucket of ranch on it, eat it with a spoon. It would be hilarious if this dude in the mask was just like... Artichoke hearts. I'm trying to make artichoke hearts for for my wife and uh, my bisexual son, and I was wondering where that was. We also have a dog with a grain allergy. Do you have grain-free kibble? Is that aisle four? And he just lifts it up. Is it aisle four? All right, thank you. Showing up to the grocery store. I mean, if there is ever a symbol that we've lost our minds, that dude just showed up with his with his hood. Like, it was, like, that's how it goes. Like, what do you mean? That's, I'd be so confused. That's like any time you see someone with socks but naked. You ever see that look? Maybe you grew up in a household and your parents were confused and one day they just had a long day of work the day before and they come out and they're just socks and naked and you're like, what are you doing? Or you dated someone like a significant other and you're like, socks and nothing? Socks and in the buff? What are you, what happened? Are you sleepwalking right now? Is this you? Did you think about this? Did you think you were naked? But the bathroom mirror only goes down to our waist, so you didn't know you were wearing tube socks mid-calf? You look like a lunatic. Take them off, or put everything else on to match that. Wearing a hood to the store. I can't believe it. But what can you do? That's just, that's just what people do now. How about we get caught up, see what's going on Twitter. Uh... Let's see what the latest is. It's probably not going to be good. COVID updates for the United States? No, thank you. I'm gonna sure. I'm sure it's horrible. Uh, oh, here's a tweet from Angela Rasmussen. I'm a virologist, not an epidemiologist. Let's pretend we both know what those words mean. Uh, but even so, I know that severely ill COVID, severely ill COVID patients are not going to miraculously stop dying on May 15th. Economic advisors should not presume to forecast deaths. That's magical thinking, not epidemiology, and it will cost lives. 
always that uplifting. And that's what I do. I go on Twitter, I read one thing like that, and then I go, I want to cry, but on the inside. How do I do that? What else is trending? May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Those May the 4th. Like, I used to get, because I'm not like a Star Wars guy, so every time I'd hear, like, oh, May the 4th, and everyone's like, ah, it would annoy me. And then now I'm just like, I, I would... I would love to go back to last year and all the years before where I actually had the energy and the gumption and just the privilege of living a beautiful life so I could get annoyed at people that would go, May the 4th be with you. Ah! But I don't even have it. I just see it and it makes me sad because I'm like, ah, that guy's locked in too. He's locked in too and he's just trying to grasp on to a little bit. A little bit of something he used to enjoy. He's like, hey, remember when May the 4th was fun? I, it used to bring me joy, and then some people for no reason would bully me about it. Yeah, well, this is... I'm going to try it now. Oh, that's so sad. That's like if like this was happening during the Super Bowl, and then they canceled the Super Bowl, so you had to watch an old Super Bowl, which is a lot of what we're doing now. That's like that. That is that guy going, may the 4th be with you. He's crying on the inside. Tears running down the inside of his lungs. Not pneumonia, that'd be serious, but just emotional tears in his lungs, sobbing. May the 4th. That's the only thing trending? What, is Twitter down? You can't be down. Trump administration refutes New York Times report uh yeah one second um Trump administration refutes New York Times report of internal document projecting doublings of COVID-19 right I can't do this it just makes me sad. Stay off the news. That's my only piece of positive advice. Stay off the news and um, who knows? Sorry, I shouldn't even be texting during this. Stay off the news. I'm trying to leave this with some positivity. I just don't have it for you. I'm as distressed as all of you are. I don't know. I want to put on some pants and some shirts with buttons. And and we'll do that. Uh, how about this? How about I read all of the uh, people that have supported so far at the cat person level. I really appreciate your support, all the people that have done so. Uh, we have... Uh, Ema Catherine Maya, Tat P, Alan Nugent, Jonathan Kinsey, Coastal 805, Samori Augusto, Laura Hornsta, Ilea Jungworth, Danny Cox, Diane Norton, Laura Rolfson, Judy Dean, uh, B1 Bailey, Supreme Coalition, Susan Wilson, Jamie Bassett, Amari Garrison K, Amanda Scarfberg, Jing Yom, and Sarah Zanto. 
thank you very much. I very much appreciate your support, as well as everybody that's on either the Cat Person level or the This Week in Zoltan level. Thank you very much for doing it. I'm going to try to bring some more positivity throughout the week, but this is the best I have today. And uh, that's just where we're at. Until then, I'll see you guys next week.